Hey, welcome friends and family and people I don't even know. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us here. You're listening to the No Takers Podcast, and I'm your host, Carlos Gilbert. And, uh, you know, so much has gone on over the last few weeks, and there is just so much more momentum that is building as we are taking off. You know, I want to encourage you, if this podcast has blessed you, make sure to share it and comment so that others can hear your testimony. And I hope you're ready. We're about to get started. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in fact, this is the next episode of No Takers, and that is episode 0.3. And uh, last week, we jumped into the question that God was asking us, Son of Man, can these bones live? And we looked into that and had a kind of a self-reflection moment, having to answer and respond to God in regards to those dry areas of our life. God wants to show us those dry areas and He wants us to cooperate with not only understanding that He wants us to live again, but that we also need to speak out His Word and know His Word and see it come to pass. If you haven't checked out that episode, I really encourage you to go back and check that out. And again, as a note taker, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Take note of what He's saying and apply it to your life and let Him take you into a place of freedom. I tell you, that is my journey and that is why I am continuing to do this podcast because I want other people to know and experience God the way I have. Alright, so today we're going to get started right into John chapter 11 verse 1. Uh, This is a great story because really what this is is a story about Lazarus. Now he is the brother of Mary and Martha and as we read through this chapter here you're going to see uh, that explains kind of a backstory of everything. John is really kind of thorough in that regard. He gives minor details about what happens in this uh, particular miracle but there is so much to be said about what goes on. So let's begin in verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now, really, this uh, particular situation hasn't happened yet. It happens in the future uh, chapters here. But scholars say that John had indicated this because they were kind of famous. Uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were known well throughout the Jewish community, and he thought that anybody who would be reading his text uh, would know who they were and what the story of Mary was all about. So let's continue in verse 3. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Now this is the moment where we see Jesus delaying when he has been called. I want you to put yourself in the place of Lazarus. And Lazarus is uh, a man who has been around Jesus. Uh, This is not the first time. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha have been around him many times. And many scholars believe that during the multiple times that he went to Bethany, that he spent a lot of time with them. And that's why this relationship has been built. Now, here we are. uh, Friend Lazarus has been dead. And his sisters um, are calling him and saying, Jesus, the one who you love is sick. And Jesus says, this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God, that so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And he waited for two more days. So if you're waiting for something from God, I want to stop you right now and just say, Hey, uh, yeah, you might be like the dead man Lazarus, and you might be asking for God to come, and he might be delaying his answer. But guarantee, as you see through this passage, 
something is about to go on that is going to be used for the glory of God. So let's continue. In verse 7 it says, Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Now, when you're sick, right, usually the best thing to do is to get your rest. And so the disciples had a misunderstanding here what Jesus was trying to say. Jesus is like, hey, our friend Lazarus, he's sleeping, uh, but I'm going to go so I can wake him up. And uh, they're like, hey, if he's sick, why don't you just let him rest? And why don't you stay here as opposed to going to Judea? Because if you go there, the problem is, is that there's a lot of Jews out there that want to get a hold of you and kill you. So why don't you just avoid that? And uh, why don't you just let him rest and then we'll go visit him at a better time? And he's like, no. Uh, verse 14 he really laid out what's going on here. He said, Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Verse 15, he says, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. That's an amazing statement for Jesus to say. Hey, you know what? I'm not there. I'm going to tell you plainly, Lazarus is dead, but I'm glad that I'm not there. Crazy. Here we are crying out, God Please come. I need you to intervene. This situation is dead. And Jesus is like, I'm delaying. We're, we're just going to chill here for a while. And then I'm going to go when I feel it's right. And so not only that, he is glad that this is happening. But again, remember, this is all going to be for the glory of God. So let's continue. In verse 16, Then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. So they're like, Okay, we're going to rally up Jesus. He's our leader. We're going to head up with him. And if he's going to go die, then we're going to go with him. So let's go. In verse 17, it says, So when Jesus came, he found that he already had been in the tomb for four days. Now, this is a very important thing uh, to note. And we will uh, get more into that because of the way the customs and, and the Jewish community was during that time. In verse 18, Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. The Jews believed that at the end of the age that all those who have died would rise again. But Jesus said to her, Hold up, you believe that, but let me tell you something right now. In verse 25, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he goes again to ask the question. Last week, we talked about son of man, you know, daughter of man. Do you believe that these bones can live again? And here we go. In verse 26, God's going to ask us a question. He's going to say, do you believe this, that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? And Martha's response to him was, yes, Lord. I believe that you are Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. 
As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were there with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. So here you have Martha kind of like protesting what's going on, right? This is a good thing to understand, because when you research this out in the Jewish custom, when someone had died, it is their custom for them to be buried on the same day. Now, some of them believe that when the person had died, that the spirit of that person kind of roamed around the body for about three days, and they would hope that the body would kind of resuscitate and come back to life but it would only last for three days and then at that point by the fourth day the body would begin to decompose and then they would really accept the fact that the person was dead so the scholars say that this is a very significant note into proving that the fact that he Lazarus was dead in actuality and so when Jesus was coming and 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 when he found this out you know Lazarus was already dead and him delaying and then coming and then by the time he got to the tomb it's been four days so it's already seen he's completely dead we know this he should be decomposing by now and uh, but Jesus turns around back to Martha and he says this to her did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God wow God here is just reminding her again about what he had said I am the resurrection and the life and he who believes in me though he may die he shall live and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die do you really believe and so in verse 41 he continues then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said father I thank you that you have heard me and I love how he says this next part and I know that you always hear me but because of the people who are standing by I said this that they may believe that you sent me now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Now towards the beginning of this podcast, I wanted us to put us in the place of Lazarus. Now, we have to understand, Lazarus was working with his sisters, and he was already doing the work of the ministry. We could be working in church, or we can be in a ministry of some sort. And then, I almost liken his illness to some of the difficulties that we run into in our lives. Now, you know, sometimes in our lives, we get sick, right? We get sick, and we get we rest, and we get better. We get sick, and we get rest, and we get better. But in, in our lives as a Christian, sometimes we get sick, and we get to a point where we actually give up. And I want to liken that almost to his death. So what happens is that when we give up, because we've been serving alongside of people who love us, you may not know it, but there's people that are praying for you, and they're crying out to God on your behalf. It's almost like the Mary and Marthas who are sending messengers out to Jesus so that He would come 
and hopefully do something about your situation. They may not have the faith that he can come and do the impossible in your life, but they're still going out and going forth to send messengers. And not only that, they're meeting with Jesus on your behalf. They're going through and they're saying, God, and they're weeping and they're crying and they're saying, God, if you can do anything, I know you can do something. I believe that you are the Christ and that they're making that confession on your behalf. Can you imagine that? God has put people and friends around you that are doing this very same thing for you. But here in verse 33, we begin to notice some words that are being used that people are often misconstruing as to how Jesus felt during this time. It says in verse 33, Therefore, when Jesus saw her, Mary, weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. So when we see this word groaning here, it's not because Jesus is sad. This word is used to express anger, to indicate a speaking or acting with deep feeling. We already knew that he was glad that Lazarus had died. We already knew that Jesus knew that the glory of God was going to be manifested through the circumstance. So it kind of contradicts itself if you're saying that Jesus was sad. Yes, he had a very close relationship with them. And yes, he loved them dearly. But he came and this situation had happened. But yet he knew that God was going to get the glory out of it. So again, when we see this word groan, it's more of a grief over the effects of sin and death and the realm of Satan. So he is upset. Uh, Set at the fact that the devil has tried to come and steal, kill, and destroy Lazarus's life. And that is how we can put ourselves in that situation. Here we are working in the church and doing a lot of things, but yet the devil has come to try to take everything from us. And here are the prayer warriors that are going out, sending messengers to Jesus, calling upon God, the Holy Spirit, to come and minister to us. And here he comes again to call forth your name. And he knows your name. And he says, Come forth, come forth, come forth. And if you respond to that, and if you get up and you decide that you're going to get up and that you're going to come out because you have heard his voice, which is, of course, through the hearing of the word, right? The hearing of the word, which brings faith that even though you're down and out, even though you're having a hard time, even though you may have given up, the word of God is still hidden within your heart. But you're hearing the voice of the Lord calling you because he knows your name, Lazarus, come forth, come forth, and you get up. And I love it. Again, the beautiful thing that I see is that when we go through those situations that we're brought back into that place of right standing with Him and we're brought back into that place of what He has for us or we're brought back into the flow of His Spirit. And when we do, He says, loose Him and let Him go. I believe that when you go through those situations and you in your heart are still crying out to God, you may have given up and you may feel like you're Lazarus in a tomb and you've been in there way too long. That there is no hope for you at this point. But I want you to know that when you go through these situations, there is always an opportunity for God to get the glory and for you to be resurrected because you believe in the resurrection and the life. And when he says, loose him and let him go, you better put on your seatbelts because God's about to take you to another level and he's about to rise you up and he's going to put you in another place with a greater anointing, a greater passion and a greater substance because you have spent the time with him and because he's spoken into your life. Father, we bless you. We thank you again for your word. We do believe that you are the resurrection and the life, God. You have shown to us those things that are dry. And this week you are showing to us that those places where we have been, where we have given up, that God, you're the resurrection and you're the life. You desire to call us forth again, to raise us back to life. And Lord, that you would 
going to release us with a greater anointing and a greater passion to serve you, Father. So I thank you that every ear that is hearing today will hear your word and that they will begin to see you more and more and more. That, Father, that you have not forgotten about them, that, Lord, you have heard the cries of not only their heart, but the cries of those who have been praying for them. Lord, we honor you, we love you, we give you praise and thanks for all that you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, and so be it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that this has blessed you. And, and please share this with your friends. Let them know that the Word of God is alive and powerful. And you, let it come out of your mouth. Take what the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. Take the things that you have taken note of, that you've applied to your life, and that you've seen Him walk you into freedom. Speak it. Speak it out. Don't just speak what I say. Speak what the Holy Spirit is actually showing to you. And watch what happens when you speak the Word of God that is alive and powerful. Alright? So hey, tell your friends too to follow us at NoTaker619 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so they can be blessed by the little things that we do. And as you're praying, please consider supporting us. We're looking to do so much with this ministry. I know that God wants to increase this because we need to get this message out of how important it is to hear from the Holy Spirit. You can go to GoFundMe.com forward slash NoTakers and make your donation there. We greatly appreciate it. I love you guys. And again, thank you for taking this opportunity. Encourage others to subscribe and comment and let me know what you've been receiving and how much this has helped you. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time.